Greetings, residents of Derry, Castle Rock, and all world. You're listening to Constant Watchers, a podcast about the many TV and movie adaptations of the work of Stephen King. Never get out of bed again. Audiences are going to relate to and they're going to like the characters because to me it's all about characters. <laughs> when I was growing up in Bakersfield, my favorite thing in all the world was to go to the movies on Saturday afternoons. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. I'm Jerry. And welcome to episode four. Tonight we're talking about the 1982 movie anthology Creep Show. But first, some Stephen King news. Beep, beep, Richie. By the time you're listening to this, it will be out on Blu-ray and DVD. There's going to be a lot of deleted scenes that are added. Some that the cast have mentioned in interviews that are not on the Blu-ray because they're probably uh, flashbacks you're, we're going to see in part two. I, I wanted to mention like two of the deleted scenes. One of them is a alternate ending uh, where you see the Denboro family packing up for vacation. There's actually another deleted scene that um, talks about this family vacation they usually take, but they haven't taken it since Georgie died. Right. As the car drives away, the camera pulls in to the drain where Georgie was taken. The camera stops, and then you start seeing rain fall, you know, so it's kind of creepy. The other one is is really just like kind of like a gag deleted scene. It's called Georgie Catches Boat. When Georgie grabs for the boat in the opening, he gets it and walks away saying, See you later! <laughs> to a frustrated Pennywise. <laughs> Final bit of news, uh, The Outsider is Stephen King's next book that was just announced. It'll be released on May 22nd. The 576-page story is about the disappearance of an 11-year-old boy and a popular Little League baseball coach accused of his murder. Hmm. That's all for news. Coming soon. Jolting Tales of Show from the author of Carrie, The Shining, and Cujo, and the creator of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. You'll scream at ghastly ghouls, cringe at weird kids, and shiver at the doings of evil doctors. This is going to be extremely painful, Mr. Verrill. Creep Show will grab you, grow on you, and give you the creeps. No, this is going to be an entirely new experience. Creep Show, the most fun you'll ever have being scared. All right, so let's get into Creep Show. These are five short stories, three originals that Stephen King wrote. Father's Day, Something to Tide You Over, and They're Creeping Up on You are the originals, and two of them are based on Stephen King's published work, which is The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill and The Crates, and also a bookend starring Stephen King's son, Joe. <laughs> is it Joe or Owen? Joe. Oh, it's Joe Hill. Yep. Okay. Sucks. 
<laughs> it yeah. was about two hours of my life I'll never get back <laughs> I've seen the second one as we were discussing before I think we've all seen the second one a ton and I remember liking a lot of the second one especially the not so much the cigar store Indian story but the other two that follow the raft and the hitchhiker this all five to me were stinkers it was oh, wow. great seeing Stephen King and I thought he did a really sort of comic booky fun character you know? uh-huh. meteor ship Overall, man, I know I'm jumping the gun. I know, yeah, I'm, yeah, rushing, yeah. I know I'm rushing this, and I know That's you've fine. got a lot of trivia, but I have to say right off the start, I just couldn't wait for it to be over. Jerry, you're the polar opposite, aren't you, on this? Uh, I think it's a fun movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed most of the stories. Meteor ship! Except for that last one, which I never got to see until probably the late 90s, because uh-huh. um, I was used to watching it on cable, and it never creeping up on you, right? Yeah. The cockroach one. Never would air on TV. Meteor ship. I'm kind of like in the middle. I enjoyed some the other some other ones, especially ones towards the end. I was just very much not interested in, or it was just like, come on, let's move it along here. Yeah, it could be d- because it's dated, because yeah. it's old, and it. it uh, I did notice, especially in the first vignette, the Father's Day. Uh huh. The camera hung on on people and things for a really long time in right. weird spots. I don't know if that was intended to build suspense when um, uh, what the hell is Ed Harris stone? Yeah, Ed Harris is underneath the stone. And it's just kind of. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's supposed to be frozen in terror, like you said, Jerry. But it just seems it's about to collapse on him, and he just sits there and looks up at it <laughs> as if. If he moves, it's going to fall faster. You yeah, know? yeah. He doesn't I, want to surprise the stone that is slowly falling on top of him. I feel like I don't know if I can blame George Romero or uh-huh. or the editor because some or of, even Stephen King or even Stephen King. Screenplay. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay, but it just seems that it was an editing issue for me. It just and maybe it's because we're used to quick cut editing yeah. these days and fast paced things. They he looks up like holy crap, and the thing falls on him. You know? Yeah. It, it just it hung there for... Yeah, and there was a lot of scenes like that. There were so many scenes of me just screaming at the TV, Move! Run! What are you doing? Yeah. In Father's Day, that same thing, when the, when the older sister goes uh, into the kitchen and the maid is dead in the freezer door or maybe mm-hmm. it's just a, a pantry door yeah. in the window, like, you hear her thud against, against the glass <laughs> and it's like a full eight seconds before the woman reacts and turns her head and looks yeah. and screams. I was like, what's happening here? It's what? funny in modern, well, not so modern, probably in the, like the 90s or the early 2000s, a lot of the, the joke was, someone's right behind me, isn't it? aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're right behind me. Oh, they're definitely right behind me, you know? Yeah. Meteor ship. This is an homage to EC and DC horror comics, one of which became its own horror anthology show, Tales from the Crypt. Sure. Did you guys ever read any of those I had, yeah, there's some on the shelf right behind I have you. some EC comics. I have I some of the DC anthology those. comics, too. Yeah. Wow. Any favorites? Of, I'll put you on the spot. Cult of horror. I mean, I like the horror ones uh-huh. more yeah. than the you know, Two-Fisted Tales or... Right. Uh, I mean, the sci-fi one's pretty decent. <laughs> Title that one. But, yeah. Weird Fantasies. Weird Fantasies. That's one. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, they're great. I've just never read those, but, you know, I was always struck by how the, they work the comic book imagery into this movie. I think that's... One of the biggest uh, things I enjoyed out of this movie, I agree, uh, yeah. was you know the, the the transitions, but also like you know you see like some sort of horrified face and a nice bright color behind them or a dark color, right? And it just looked like a comic book thing. You know, it was kind of awkward at the end of Father's Day 
the father comes out with the cake with the head and they the two of them are like like frozen like mannequins i'm like what are they doing and it, and then it kind of transitions to editing again editing to, to the slow. comic book frame yeah. you know and you're like oh i got it uh so yeah this is stephen king's first screenwriting credit and of course it's also his uh, acting debut <laughs> so and directed by george romero they're coming to get you barbara they were good friends they always wanted to work together this is the only romero film to open up at number one at the box office it knocked the current number one, First Blood, out of the top spot. I'm coming to get you. You know, they, they wanted to release this at Halloween, but they didn't want to compete with what was coming out that Halloween, which was Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh-huh. Um, so they were actually worried about it, but Warner Brothers forecast correctly that the third Halloween movie would burn out quickly, and it did. <laughs> so Speak up, Jerry. <laughs> Speak up. Jerry uh-huh. loves Season of the Witch. It's uh, fun. Uh, this was filmed in Romero's favorite place, Pittsburgh. He films all his movies down there. A lot of the sets were actually built in an old school that Romero leased, except for uh, something to tide you over, which was a beachfront residence in Jersey. Oh, uh, also the backyard party in the yeah. crate. Yeah. That was George Romero's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, he's, not, he's got a nice house. <laughs> okay, so let's sure. first talk about the bookends. Uh, Joe Hill, Joe, yeah. Joe King at the time, I suppose, yeah. uh, played the little boy, which I never knew until I started looking up trivia about it. Apparently, Stephen King had a bit of fun. He took Joe to McDonald's. <laughs> Joe had makeup on that looked like he got slapped. He got beaten. <laughs> and they went to the drive through window and ordered food. And I guess the lady at the cash register called the police <laughs> after they left. When the boy's father is scolding him for reading a comic, the boy comes back saying it's no worse than what's in the porno magazines that his father has. And Stephen King got his start writing short horror stories for porno magazines. Yeah, for Dirty Max, yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, skeleton in the window. Yes, and that's a great transition into the drum. Yeah, and uh, it's cool how it does that. Um, they actually called that skeleton uh, Raul, Raul <laughs> on set. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much else. Uh, Joe Hill, I, it's just a creepy kid. But we've talked about it before, the, the 80s monster kid. You yeah. Know? Uh, there, There's the trope again. His room is, got, is full of horror stuff, and he's yeah. reading scary comics. His dad thinks are shitty. Meteor shift! Wow, he's really mad about those comics. He really like, I, was. He's so weird, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's kind of like... The Satanic panic of yeah. the 80s. Yeah. The 50s dad, you know, yeah. horror movies are gross. Yeah, he grew up with uh, Andy Griffith and that sort of thing. Yeah. And... I felt really bad for the mother, too. The mother just looks so scared and constantly, like... Doting on him. Yeah, doing her best to sort of calm him down and protect uh, her son. And yeah, Tom Atkins is good, though. I mean, he, mm-hmm. uh, he's not often, like, the villain, right? But speaking of yeah, Halloween yeah. 3, by the way. <laughs> I know a few movies he's been in, but he's yeah. usually the good guy, yeah. Okay, so why don't we talk a little bit about Father's Day? Ugh. 
it started off dry. I, I was taking some notes while I was watching and just like, man, they really gave us like a slow one to start off with. I'm here at Creep Show. I want to sit around and watch this like old woman tell a tale. But once it goes into the flashbacks and it shows like the comic book paneling, I got yeah. more into it. Yeah. The only comment I had is that uh, Ed Harris was dressed and looked a little like the Ben Mary Ben, ben Mary's character yeah. from <laughs> Salem's Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Harris said, uh, totally forgot he was in this. Can you think of another Stephen King adaptation he has been in? I know at least one more. There's something I need. What is it? Oh, Needful Things. Uh, so, yes, he was in that. And then there's another one, actually. So there is, there is more. Than what's the next two. one? Uh, he's in The Stand. Oh, yes. The military guy. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I have to double check. But anyways. I'm sure you're right. Um, I just like when actors repeat roles in Stephen King things. There's a few that have been multiple ones. But Ed Harris, I guess there's three now. At least. There it is. General Starkey. Thank you. You're right. Snapping necks and cashing checks. Once we got into the corpse coming out of the ground, I got I was I was much more into it. Where's my cake, Bedelia? Father's I got my cake. Listeners should know that your wife was making us a cake yes. while the movie was being played. I have to mention, uh, when Ed Harris is crushed by the gravestone, I think it was you, Jerry, that said Dead Harris, oh. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> the marble ashtray that Bedelia kills her father with uh, is actually in every one of these shorts yeah, somewhere. Yeah, really? Yeah. And uh, there are some real maggots on oh, yeah. the father. Yeah, I could see them in the eye socket. But so. uh, some of that was Rice Krispies as well. I thought it was just a very memorable ending. But probably my third favorite of the bunch. Yeah. Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill, based on the short story Weeds. And it's a reference to the Bob Dylan song, The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll. So yeah, Stephen King, acting debut, go. What do you think? I thought it was funny. I know it's goofy so and bad, funny. but but good in like a campy B movie kind of way. Yeah, I, I, over the top, almost like Ernest P. Word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's it was charming. I thought he is such a goofy looking guy. Like when he yeah. like his eyes and like he's got a little buck teeth as well. You know, I don't I'd pick it on, but uh, uh, he just works really well as this like yokel, and you know he's got the overalls and everything to boot. So. Yeah. Is that unibrow real, do you think? That was, no. was that a, did you think they... <laughs> I think that's the same with the buck teeth. Those are prosthetics. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I always thought he had a little bit of buck teeth. He has. Steve, sorry if you're listening. I know you're not. Fact check! <laughs> he has slightly buck teeth. I know his voice so well from the uh -huh. years of listening to his audiobooks, but also interviews and things. Mm -hmm. And um, even though he's putting on a character, just the way he says certain things comes yeah. through. He has a certain way of pronouncing. And it's mm -hmm. not... It's not a main accent. It's a Stephen King accent. Right. He has sort of a, he has wet L's. It's, um, I'll find some examples. Fundamentally optimistic. It's fundamentally an optimistic view, isn't it? And there was a long pause on the telephone line. And then he said in a very stiff and very different voice, I don't believe in hell. I like the, the whole 50s sci-fi vibe of it. Yeah. Um, Meteor shift. You know, these fantasy sequences of him, like, discovering the meteorite and uh, what would happen and also going to the doctor's office. I like I like the idea that um, he gets upset because the meteorite kind of cracks open and 
there's the expert that he brings it to and his fantasy is like not into broken meteorites. <laughs> yeah, like, it's broken. Yeah. Meteor ship. Childlike. Very, yeah. It's a simpleton. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's slowly taken over by weeds. Whether he's smokable or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, nigga. I'm still fucking with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg and D.R.A. Nah, nah, nigga. Some trivia about it. Stephen King had an allergic reaction to that makeup. He actually subjected himself to shots and medication. So, quote, the work would be bearable. <laughs> so, it sounds to me like he was token the ganj. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, King was told to play Jordy like Wiley e. Coyote, the way he looks when he goes off a cliff. <laughs> Which I think is perfect. Yeah. For good luck, he carried around the Greedo Star Wars figure in his pocket the entire time. Greedo. Yeah. Is green? I guess. I don't know. And a nice little Stephen King tie in there, uh, Castle Rock yeah, being on the, the sign end. at the end. As the green is taking over, it, it's spreading. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part of the short was when your wife walked in just as he was about to shoot himself in his head and just how bizarre that looked. And just she had no reaction, though. She was just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Usually she says, like, what the hell are you guys watching? <laughs> she just kind of stood there dazed. And then, and then he shot himself, blew his furry head off, and she walked away without a word. Yeah, that was almost as interesting as the actual, <laughs> actual vignette. Yeah. Anything else uh, you want to mention about Moving on. That? Unless you have some. You no. Have no, one always kind of disturbed me, actually. I don't know. Uh, that bothered you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like so a human sad. Chia pet. This is my favorite one coming up next. Something to tide you over. Um, It's got Leslie Nielsen. It's got Ted Danson. It's even got Galen Ross, who was in George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. When we first started getting, I heard you murmur that like it was uh, at first it was hard hard to watch. Yeah, Ted Danson as like a. I mean, he plays a sleazeball on Cheers, yeah. but it's a lovable sleazeball. Yeah. And this, he's sort of, you know, he's a guy that's been banging Leslie Nielsen's wife, right. obviously, and and Leslie Nielsen taking him seriously as like a as a nutty villain. Apparently, Leslie Nielsen carried a fart machine in his pocket. Of course, he did the entire and let it go every time Romero calls action. Ted Danson would lose his shit. <laughs> Danson said he filmed that scene where he's underwater. Yeah. Uh, he actually filmed that in an aquarium tank. They had to keep on bringing on like an air hose to him. He had sand around his neck, but it was like on a wooden plank he was gotcha. wearing on his shoulder. So you just look like he was. It was probably a big piece of plywood with a hole cut in the middle. And he, yeah. his body was not buried. He wasn't buried fully. Yeah. Makes sense. I wonder how the beach scene was done. That, uh, that, same way. That, that's, that'd be my guess. They dug a big hole in the yeah. sand, I bet, put some plywood or something, and his head yeah. was through it, so he, he could move his arms and things. That'd, that'd uh, be my yeah. guess. Yeah. That whole thing with the burying in the sand makes me just like, that's like one of those tests that you want to put yourself through to see how you do in a situation. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was. It, it, it did. It's like, could I lift myself out of there if I was upset enough, you know? I mean, I understand being down on your knees. You're like, you're you saying, think you'd hulk out, is what you're saying? You it's think it's like, ah, you know, just like really push up hard, you know? Did he say Neil, son? Neil, son. <laughs> <laughs> it. I definitely felt like I was in his shoes. I, I liked up until up until the end, until they came back. I thought that was just <laughs> stupid. 
it's like in the comics that they're paying homage to. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I like that part of it. I guess maybe, and I do love Tom Savini, but maybe it wasn't his best makeup. But what bugged me the most about it was their voices. They had this stupid bubbling effect. <laughs> they sounded like Merman from He-Man. Yeah, I just found it stupid. You I like the shot of Leslie Nielsen completely going crazy, though. His, yeah. his hysterical face and then the like the red behind him. It, again, it's just one of those shots. It reminds me of uh, Vertigo did stuff like that yeah. as mm-hmm. well. Uh, again, I just I watched that and I'm like, oh, if I just pushed, <laughs> if he just pushed really hard, like, but maybe not. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they come back as mer people. They go after Leslie Nielsen. Uh, apparently, Ted Danson's daughter was on set when he was filming a whole scene where he's made up, and he really tried his best to avoid his daughter, make sure she was busy for the day, because he was worried he was going to scare her. But apparently, she just looked at him and said, hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, wasn't scared at all. All right, The Crate, based on the short story, The Crate. It stars Hal Holbrook and Adrian Barbeau, who are in the fog together, of course. Yep. Yeah, Adrian Barbeau, I couldn't believe how, like, knowing she could pull up. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I never thought I'd ever feel annoyed by her. The moment she opened her mouth, I didn't realize that that was the character. I just thought this was just an annoying actress. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the first thing I said was, geez, take it down a notch, yeah. you know? She's at the cocktail party shouting at everyone, but I guess that's the point. She's just drunk. Yeah. She plays, like, that character in Back to School, if you remember that movie. She's sort of like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe not as abrasive. So it's kind of a clever convenience tale. You got one guy who finds this crate that's, you know, boxed up underneath the stairs and chained up. And, and it's a monster. And it's like this monster is now on the loose. And then you have this other tale of a husband who it just, his wife has beaten him down. Yeah, he's browbeaten. And he's just had enough. And uh, he's looking for a way to get out of it, but it's probably too chicken shit to just divorce her. So he lures her to yeah. be eaten by the monster. This is actually Tom Savini's first animatronic creature that he's ever did. They called it Fluffy on so. <laughs> <laughs> According to Tom Savini, when... You see Fluffy break out of the crate at the end in under the water. Uh, you were supposed to see the remains of Billy float out of the crate, but they uh, decided to cut that. <laughs> I don't know. I liked Hel- Hell Holbrook in it. Obviously, Barbo is did a great job of being super annoying. You kind of, you know, gruesomely wished for her death at the end. Yeah, it feels like a Tales from the Crypt episode to me. It feels like a standalone. Oh, uh, also uh, on the box, Arctic Expedition is is printed as well as uh, Julie. Carpenter, Carpenter or something. So reference to the thing, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, they're creeping up on you. E.G. Marshall, who many know from 12 Angry Men, stars in it. You know, they have this credit at the beginning of the movie, like special appearance. <laughs> He's just the star of one of the shorts. What yeah. What kind of like, I'm not going to be in this damn thing unless I get special appearance credit, you know? <laughs> I know him the most as the president in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Right. The music that plays on Upson's jukebox at the beginning is the same instrumental that plays over the end credits of The Evil Dead. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) It seems like a little different version, some of it. Yeah, I don't know. Romero said this is actually the most expensive short they shot, mainly because of the cockroaches. They used about, he said, 20,000 cockroaches. And I saw another interview where he said 250,000 cockroaches. I I think 20,000 is probably more likely. But apparently they were 50 cents each. 
That adds up. That adds up, yep. At the end, when it gets really crazy with the cockroaches, uh, they ended up using a lot of nuts and raisins <laughs> just thrown into the mix. Um, but yeah, this is about a guy who apparently lives in his tower, pushes buttons, yells at people, makes some... He's an Ebenezer Scrooge who's yeah. a germaphobe. Yeah. And yeah, he's bought out some company and the husband's killed himself and the wife's calling crying and he thinks it's awesome. He doesn't care. Yeah. He was Scrooge. That's what he was. He okay. was a modern Scrooge. I guess the, the bugs were in his mind, right? Because... Everybody he's talked to on the phone has been like, oh, you seeing bugs again? And yeah, then yeah. when they, at the end, when he's dead, there's no bugs in the apartment. And then they burst out of him. Which so is actually. all went inside him? Yeah. Great little makeup there, actually. Oh, that that's super gross. Super yeah. gross. I didn't love this one. I was uh, ready for the whole goddamn movie to be over. You know, I really yeah, it, was. It really, I, you know, some of these, it's like, you're just waiting for the end because that's all they're doing. Like, we're just waiting for the thing to happen. Yeah. And then for it to end after that. Maybe if I just saw the short on its own, like a Twilight Zone episode or right. Tales from the Crypt, rather, it might be. Rather than having to watch the yeah, like fifth thing, you know, to yeah. watch. Yeah, this actually reminded me of, uh, there's an X-Files episode called War of the Coprophages, where there are cockroaches that people are seeing. They may or may not be there. And also there's the fact that it may they may be aliens as well. <laughs> this this whole thing it's a it's a wacky episode. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I'd probably like this the least of all. You're right, that was a really gross ending. And then it just kind of wraps up with the bookend where Billy's got his uh his voodoo doll and is torturing his dad with it. That's right. And, and there was a, an appearance by Tom Savini as a garbage man. Yep. Was the voodoo doll made out of his dad's shirt or something? The mom's ironing and, and there's there like a piece cut, cut out. out. Yeah. I didn't catch whether the, whether the voodoo doll be, wasn't made or, out of that, but the voodoo doll was dressed in the, the piece of gotcha. fabric. Yeah. Well, that was Creep Show. Creep Show. I, I kind of expected to have more fun with it, but I did have some fun with it. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Overall. How many meteor shits? <laughs> meteor shit. <laughs> What's the highest? Four or five? Five, I think. Five. I probably still would give it like two and a half, but I still uh, like it. I okay. mean, it's still enjoyable, but it's just not. Interesting. Uh, what about you? I'm uh, right on with, with, with Jer. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two and a half, three, maybe. Uh, I feel bad giving it that low but i guess it's kind of like half it's like giving it a 50 percent. if i had any recommendation if no one's ever seen these vignettes i don't know if i would do it in the two hour sitting like we just did i might just watch one at a time i was thinking it might be kind of cool to watch you know a couple maybe not all of them but a couple of them around halloween time hello i am ed harris star of such hits as apollo 13 the truman show the rock and now i'm shooting robots over on westworld I've got Golden Globes, a Blockbuster Entertainment Award. Hey, Blockbuster, remember them? (laughs) And I got my star on the Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, People see me as a serious actor, someone you might not want to mess with. That's because I've had a very bald head since the age of 15, and I will punch you in the nose if you look at it. What do I love to do to relieve the stress that weighs heavy on my incredibly furrowed brow? Oh, yeah. You hear that? That's a beat that can't be denied. You don't hear that shit nowadays with your Kardashians and your iPhones. That's the sound of disco, baby. Back in the day when we saw a honey that we wanted to vibe with, we wouldn't Tinder her or send a message through the chatty rooms. We'd point across the dance floor and take what we wanted with the power of disco. Oh, yeah. 
So come down to the Ed Harris Dance School and learn how to pop, how to swing, how to groove, and how to do coke off of some doll's breast. Disco, baby! Ed Harris Dance School does not officially endorse the use of cocaine or promises that women will succumb to the allure of disco music. All right, so that's it for our discussion of Creep Show. Next time we record, we're going to be talking, well, we're going to make a quick stop uh, to talk about the short film The Boogeyman before we talk about our main feature, 1983's Cujo. Where can you find us? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, search for Constant Watchers. Uh, we're on Talk Show. You can also find me on Twitter at L. Robinero. You can check out my other podcast, iZombie Podcast, We Don't Want to Wait, and Redemption Cast. What about you? www.leonardkenyon.com, L E O N A R D K E N Y O N.com. And Jerry? Um, not really. I have anything. So. <laughs> you have a lot of things, Jerry. Sure. But I'm not. I don't have a website. See him soon on the Serial Killers Wiki page, and uh, we'll catch you guys. <laughs> He's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Glaring at me. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you in your dreams. Oh, come back anytime. Bring your friends.